All right. We are live. Episode 83. Ted Fleming, Partake Brewing. Will Salcedo, Bedrock Analytics. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. This is going to be fun. Um, I believe we're talking non-alcoholic beverages, non-alcoholic beer to be specific. Give us a little bit of the story. When did it start? What's it about? Sure. So, you know, the quick version is I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease about 15 years ago. Um, that set me on a path of health and wellness, um, trying to manage that disease. And, and uh, one of the specifics that came out of that was, was giving up alcohol. And I was a craft beer lover at the time and really struggled with that transition without a great alternative. And, and there was nothing certainly on the craft beer side of non-alc beer. And that's, that was sort of the, uh, the seed that uh, grew into Partake Brewing uh, a few years later. Uh, very cool. And, and again, I like this subject. I had a non-alcoholic beer, totally serendipitous, this weekend. Went into a place. They, all, our places are starting to open up here. I uh, was able to even sit at the bar. There's a partition and all that. Ha had a nice little private meal by myself, which I like to do every so often. And got a non-alcoholic beer because I don't drink very much. We'll talk about that. Um, and it was interesting. I, I'm not really like a beer fan, but I wanted a beer. And I didn't want to have alcohol, so I got one. Give us your take. You're someone who really knows it, right? You knew craft beers. You were into it. What is that take? What What are you doing as far as removing of alcohol? Yeah. So, Mark, your experience is 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 common with you know what we're seeing across the marketplace. Like people just like the taste of a beer. Um, they enjoy it more often in a social setting rather than than alone, but. Uh, um, you know, people are looking for that refreshment and that taste. And I think there's a, there's a whole renaissance going on right now in terms of how people are, are viewing alcohol and how it fits in their lives and, and seeing the benefits of not having alcohol. So, um, you know, we're benefiting from this large health and wellness trend and, um, yeah, from a product production point of view, you know, 90% of it is similar to making a craft beer, same ingredients. Uh, the process at the end is, a little different in terms of the alcohol side, but largely you're, if you're getting a great non-alcoholic craft beer, it's, uh, it's just a great craft beer, um, you know, period. We'll talk about why I shouldn't be drinking. Um, all those years in my twenties, if anybody saw that, I have a, all my buddies, they'd be like, oh yeah, this guy should not, that's just a no, no. Um, and again, as I was sitting there, it's, it's what you're kind of saying. I'm not really a beer drinker as it is. I just wanted a cold beer. Um, but again, I, I haven't been drinking and I talk about it a lot. Once in a while, I'll be spotty about it, but nothing like I, I have. And again, it's for me, it's physical, mental and all the, all the like, which we can talk about health and wellness and lifestyle and things like that. But uh, give it to us now as far as where you saw that emerging piece. We talk health and wellness. Um, is that why you got into it? Is that why you chose the non-alcoholic route? Well, for me, it, it goes back to that, uh, that story of having Crohn's disease and, and having this acute reason myself to saying, oh, look, this is, this, there's a problem here. I can't get a good alternative and I want one. And I actually started an online store prior to starting Partake and, and really built a community there. And, you know, that community was, 
adamant that, you know, there needs to be a product that can be, you know, a great tasting craft, non-alcoholic beer. So a lot of it was listening to my, my audience and my community and, uh, you know, seeing that there was a, a problem to be solved and, and, and tackling that. Problem to be solved. That's a great way to start a business. Um, and let's talk about, let's two or three things that you did uh, as far as getting into this. What are those things? Again, I, I'm just envisioning, I get it, you know, as far as where do you go for a co-packer of this type? Um, is, does it look like a brewery type? You know, people have seen what that looks like, these big vats and the like. Uh, what were the two or three steps that you needed to take to get this off the ground? Yeah, so one of the big things for us, and I think it, it's common in, in CPG right now, right, is, is um, you know, really working the direct-to-consumer model. Like, we were probably the first beer company ever to launch exclusively as direct-to-consumer. Being non-alc clearly helped in, in doing that. Um, so that was something we really leaned into. We probably did our first 100K in sales uh, D2C before we had any traditional retailers. So that's that's number one. Um you know, in, in non-alc beer, I think even more so than alcoholic beer, quality control is, is very important. Um, um, so I think in choosing partners for, for brewing or having your own brewery, um, making sure you've got the right lab equipment and the right people advising you, those are, uh, those are critical components to having a, a great product and a, uh, something that consumers can really latch onto for the long term. Curious, what were you doing before this? Yeah, I was I was an engineer. I had worked in uh, renewable power, building solar power plants, and uh, I was actually ahead of ahead of the curve on that. And then uh, while I was working on some projects, that was when I was, you know, myself trying to move away from alcohol, really struggling with that transition because of the lack of all of alternatives, and started to dabble in in the online store. And then you know that just uh, obviously grew into something much much bigger. Yes, that's an accent, folks. If you pick that one up, I picked up a few of the few of the words. He's up north, Canada, uh, which which brings me to it. Um, as far as launching a product like like this, is there less competition? I, I don't give us a lay of the land as far as the category when you started at versus really what it is now, uh, and you being focused there, uh, you know, north of us. Yeah. So when I started. <laughs> You know, we were, we were first to market more or less in North America, Canada and, and the U.S. So, you know, it, it was an exciting time, but it was also nerve wracking. Right. Did, you know, one of the sayings is, you know, if you're the only one in a category, <laughs> you better you better be right. Or, you know, it, it could be a, a, you know, a wrong path. But we were joined pretty quickly by some other companies dedicated to craft non-alc. Um, and the marketplace today, you know, you've got the big beer companies that have relaunched non-alcs. You've got the big craft guys coming into the space. It's a very vibrant um, category right now. A lot of interest, and then on the consumer side, just you know, putting on my consumer hat, it's it's a fantastic time. It, you know, we could call it the golden era of non-alcoholic beer because there's so much interest and innovation in the category. You know, we're proud to have been kind of the leader in in getting it off the ground, but it's a it's a group effort now and. Um, you know, we just announced some, some great distribution gains in the U S including into California. So we're pretty, pretty pumped about that. Uh, yeah, they often say, uh, you almost want to be second, right? Because key retailers really don't like to take that risk or that gamble on the first attempt, right? Um, unless you've really got something unique and they take it and, and those are really great opportunities for that, um, for that brand and or product. So that, that's awesome that you were able to do that. 
Uh, I, I'm actually curious. Um, there's also this new play on spirits, uh, you know, this non-alcoholic spirits, which I, again, also, I was like, oh, what? I never even enjoyed, I never enjoyed the taste of spirits, right? Who really, I always, who enjoys that? You know, who enjoys that? Um, they enjoy the buzz, right? And so what's your take on that? I'm just a quick take. Yeah, quick take is, is non-alc spirits, they've been around for, you know, probably more than a decade. It's just recently people started to, to hear about them. Um, you know, for me, I think the jury's still out as a, as a non-drinker. I, I'm, you know, I, I think it's great, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, hedging my bet a little bit that the, the market is at this point fairly small, but, you know, the same token, that was the case when I started in, in beer and look where it's gone. So, um, you know, I think I, I need to be open-minded to it if I, you know, having the experience that I've had with beer. Yeah, the jury's out on that one, at least for me too. Um, the jury's also out on these ideas and concepts around uh, bars, uh, alcohol-free bars that I've been hearing about. It's a, I, you know, well, we're, there's a lot of things, right? I'm, I'm a proponent because I'm health and wellness, right? Um, I would much rather see somebody not drinking alcohol um, for the reasons that uh, I know affect me, which is mental, um, as much as physical, but I talk a lot about the mental piece to it. Um, and, uh, and I think it would be an interesting concept, right? That people are hanging around, which is cool. Other non-drinkers in an atmosphere that we really are used to being, you know, alcohol, right? Atmospheres, right? People are a little eh, lively. And so there's, there's none of that. It's kind of like this calm, you know, people are kind of hanging out anyway. Um, I, this is just, I really like this. I, let's talk money. I remember seeing a headline. It could have been last year. You did raise a, a, a large amount. Uh, give us a little snapshot of that. Yeah. So we raised uh, 4 million us in, uh, in June of last year. So, you know, my, my recommendation is don't raise money in, in deep COVID. It's a, it's a little, a little bit of a stressful process, but we ended up with a, with a great partner and circle up growth partners. Who's I think local to you guys in the Bay area and, uh, you know, excited to have some other uh, co-investors along, along for the ride as well. So, um, you know, we feel, we feel fortunate that we were able to raise that money and, and have great partners in, in, the, in the partners that we do have. Um, speaking of just generically about raising capital and circle up, yes, from the Bay Area, um, it sounds like they led that round were a majority of that, of that $4 million, um, which, is, which is unbelievable because I don't even know if they really do big, big checks like that. I feel as though they, they, they participate a lot, but I could be totally wrong. Shout out, Sir Club. Um, what does it look like for a runway? This is just more educational for, for those. Again, we're all kind of in the same thing, consumer products, it's kind of similar. Some things are different than others as far as, you know, as far as, you know, costs and, and, and where you might be able to eliminate some, some expenses and the like, but it's kind of all on the same. Does 4 million take you out quite a bit? Or do you have to start thinking about raising more money in the next, you know, 24 months? Yeah, I, I think for us, we're, we're looking at raising money within a 24 month period from, you know, from when we close the deal. Um, you know, I, I kind of look at that round as a, as a, as a, you know, a starter amount. And I think we, we still, particularly as a, you know, a Canadian company coming into the U S there's clearly a lot of similarities from the, between the two markets, but there's a lot of differences as well. So I think we needed to prove out our, our, um, 
our business in the U.S. a bit further, and that was sort of the amount of money we felt we needed to to do that to get to to get to the next stage. Cool, great answer. Uh, and a lot of people they go four million dollars. Where where are you where are you, you going to do that? I used to say I, two years ago, if you you asked me the question, I'd be like, well, where what do you what do you, what do, you do with four million dollars? You can you can do a lot with four million dollars, and 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 if depending on your growth, again, that has to be a high growth uh, opportunity. Um, what people don't recognize is you need money to have the growth, not just in you know in spending as far as retailers and promotions and those types of line items. But don't forget, if, if you're selling a million dollars of product, you got to make a million dollars of product, right? There's there's the the production piece of it. So um, there's uh, that's a great answer. Twelve months. Where do you see Partake Brewing in 12 months from now? It's, uh, we're getting into April. So April 2022, where are you guys at? Yeah, I, I'd, love, I'd love to see us in at least uh, 25 to 30 states with full state distribution uh, on the distribution side in the U.S. I'd love to see us in some of those big uh, national re- retailers and, and obviously, uh, you know, some of the leaders in, in the natural space like Whole Foods on a on a national basis and, and Sprouts and Wegmans, uh, HEB would be a great win for us as well. So, um, you know, we're, we're at the start of our journey, not, uh, not anywhere near the end. So, um, you know, I think a lot can happen in 12 months for us and, uh, hopefully it's, it's going to be largely on the positive side. Very cool. Um, congratulations. Uh, I like it. I've seen it. Um, I'll make sure to, to grab, grab a few, you know, because again, I'll feel I feel fine about it, you know. Just a nice cold one, a nice cold one, non-alcoholic, folks. Let's keep it, let's keep it lively. Uh, Will Salcedo Bedrock Analytics setting you up here? Give us the give us the uh, give us the story. What's the the product all about? Definitely. So a little bit about Bedrock. Uh, you know, background in analytics. So a lot of us at Bedrock came from CPG. So I'm ex Nestle Novartis, Ghirardelli Lint. Uh, one of the few people that has actually ever taken away a captaincy. So I, you know, at Ghirardelli, we were a one-person analytics shop for a long time, and I was able to take away the captaincy from Hershey at Target, Meyer, other other retailers. So kind of took that experience and then built software, right, to say, if you know you have all this data, everyone has data, yet what you're really trying to do with it is tell stories from it. Like the data is one thing, but to tell a story in front of a retail buyer is another. Most people struggle with that. Rather, you're either in analytics and you're really good with data or you're in sales, but a lot of the times the data is a little, a little difficult, right? So our goal is to bridge that gap by taking software, right? Taking technology and really telling stories from it. So bringing you know, charts to life with a narrative uh, and then eventually, right, give you the finished deck or you're just saying, hey, I want to do this, right? Which is I want to launch this product or I want to I you know, beat this competitor. What's the best way to do that? And the future for us is to automate a lot of that so that anyone can do it. So that in the end, right, I, my vision is that the product will win. Forget about, you know, who has a 40-person analytics team or whether or not you have all these, these tools. It's like if, if you have the best product, you should win because the story will be good for you, right, from, from the data perspective. Uh, you guys still have to do the, you know, the hard part of it is like, well, what leverage do you pull, right? How do you spend the money? Uh, but in terms of, 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 a, of, a, of a really strong narration where a retail buyer will say, yes, that connects with me, uh, we want to handle that. Very cool. Bringing data to life. That's right. Kapow. Uh, Ted, Will, appreciate you. All your info is going to be there. Congratulations. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Mark.